Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization that mobilizes the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Donations to the United Way stay 100% locally in our community and get invested in more than 40 community-based programs. These programs help students achieve academic success, families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit uascc.org or call 716-483-1561. Reactions have been coming in over the past week following Governor Kathy Hochul's release of her proposed state budget. We heard from Assemblyman Eddie Goodell on his thoughts, and now we have the opportunity to speak with State Senator George Borrello about his thoughts on this proposed spending plan. So thanks for joining us, Senator. It's good to be back with you. So tell me, what are some of your thoughts on this $277 billion proposal that came out this past week? Well, you know, I guess the first uh, thing that comes to mind is keep in mind that when we had this huge jump up, like 20% uh, in the budget, there was the excuse was, well, this is because of COVID and it's all this federal money, and that's why the budget went up so much. But here we are, you know, a couple years later, and the budget continues to go up even further. Uh, so $227 billion, again, another record uh, amount, um, <clears throat> $7 billion more than last year, and uh, likely going to go up even further if history uh, is, uh, you know, plays itself out again, um, when we see the Senate and Assembly one-house budgets, uh, which will likely uh, uh, increase that even further. So that's probably the troubling part. And, and uh, New York State, uh, first of all, uh, you know, carries more debt uh, than, than any other state. Uh, I think we're double the national average. The, the state's tax burden, just as a per capita, is over $5,000 per person. And that, that's, uh, that's troubling because... You know, keep in mind that our budget is also larger uh, than, than than most other state budgets, uh, uh, particularly when you break it down per capita. So, first and foremost, you can see the irresponsibility. Uh, you know, this budget has gone up like fifty percent if you look back just a few years. So, uh, much higher than uh, than I'm, I'm sure anybody's household budgets, and certainly higher than uh, local governments at uh, local and county levels uh, should have. And, and, and uh, you know, they had to adhere to this. Two percent tax cap, but the state government doesn't feel that he needs to uh, adhere to any kind of a, of a cap, a spending cap. So, you, with all that being said, you know what's in this budget? Well, there's a lot of giveaways to a lot of people, and not enough uh, to uh, to the people that, are, for example, caring for our, our most vulnerable uh, uh, citizens. You know, uh, you've got uh, a small increase, but certainly a welcome increase in Medicaid reimbursement for nursing homes, but you know, they're still operating at levels, uh, you know, the, just from an inflation standpoint, uh, that, are, that are way below where they should be. Um, and, you know, you look at uh, probably, in my opinion, one of the most glaring uh, uh, items in this budget is $1.1 billion to New York City uh, to deal with the, the migrant crisis down there. But yet, uh, even if you think that's the, that the state should be helping at some level, uh, you have to do something to change uh, the outcome to change uh, what's, what we're doing. And first and foremost, in my opinion, no money should be given until New York City rescinds its sanctuary city status. You can't uh, tell me that that's not uh, why this has become uh, you know, such a ground zero for, uh, for, for migrants. Uh, New York State also is only one of only 11 uh, states in the nation that are considered a 
uh, a sanctuary state. Uh, so to me, you know, uh, this is something that uh, we need to stop and, and rescind uh, because it is uh, making New York, uh, you know, just a uh, a dumping ground, if you will, for, 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 you know, these people that are coming across the border that other states don't know what to do with. In terms of, of, of the, the migrant issues, I mean, what we've always talked about and we've heard, you know, from not just you, from other elected officials about concerns about issues about people leaving the state. So in a sense, would this be one solution to increasing the population of New York State, though, to allow immigrants in? This is not the right way to, to increase that population. First and foremost, you know, these are people who have broken the law uh, uh, of the United States to get here. Uh, and while I think that they are pursuing certainly uh, the dream, I don't uh, being an American citizen, they're not going about it the right way. And uh, very, very few of them uh, in the final analysis actually uh, will earn the status uh, of being a, a true refugee, someone who is who is fleeing, uh, you know, uh, a political uh, persecution in in their home country. So, uh, on top of that, these folks are not allowed to work, um, you know, and. Uh, so how do we rectify that? We already see in, in Jamestown people that just need basics, food, shelter. Uh, you know, they, they, their children are obviously going to need uh, special services in schools because they don't speak English. So uh, these are things that overwhelm small communities. And uh, if the uh, if, if the history uh, you know is certainly uh, consistent, that you will be certain that New York State government will not step up and provide enough funding to deal with that. So that's and to me this is just a you know a sarcastic slap in the face. Uh, from the mayor of, of New York City, who say, well, you always complain about, uh, you know, losing population. Well, here's some people for you. Because if they were good, productive people that could fill jobs, then why not keep them in New York City? There are thousands and thousands and thousands of open jobs in New York City. Uh, you know, everything from no-skilled jobs to, to, you know, to, to trainable jobs and skilled jobs. So this is just a way to spread the pain around, and, and, uh, and the governor should not be any part of that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that um, came up that came out of New York, uh, New York Association of Counties was this uh, policy shift in enhanced federal medical assistance program funds that used to something that was originally earmarked for local governments. It sounds like it's going to be shifting so that those monies get go right to the state. And they're saying that this is going to have an, an immense like in terms of the 62 counties of New York State, a one billion dollar impact on counties, and this is including New York City, of course, uh, but is there anything that the state legislature has in terms of say over that program and how the the EFM, or I guess the FMAP pro- funds are used? Yes. You know, and this this has come up in the past, and, and uh, you know, it, it, this, the threatened, threatened, threats to the FMAP has come up in the past, and, uh, you know, typically these things uh, end up, uh, I, I, as I hope they will, be resolved in, in the one-house budgets. Uh, in the Senate and the Assembly. We will see. We all know that um, the state government doesn't have a problem with throwing uh, its burdens onto the county governments, uh, you know, unfunded mandates, uh, shifting money away. We, we saw that uh, in the past, uh, you know, with uh, that money that was supposed to go to towns and villages uh, that they took away from counties in order to fulfill an obligation of the state government. So uh, this is certainly, uh, while it's certainly not uh, uh, surprising, it, 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 it's, uh, it, it's certainly uh, something that they should be addressed. So my guess is with uh, with that, I'm hopeful that that will be addressed uh, uh, in the uh, in the one house budget and ultimately in the final adopted budget. Uh, and we will continue to push for that because again, I spent ten years in county government. I know exactly how difficult it is to deal with the unfunded mandates uh, and the fact that uh, you know the, the state doesn't adhere to uh, 
to all of the rules and regulations it expects county governments to to adhere to and still be able to deliver uh you know the needed services uh that that people uh in the area uh, obviously re- rely on mm-hmm. we've talked uh, you and I and then also you in general have talked a lot about uh agricultural industry in in New York State and I noted uh, in some of the budget items there's one thing related to refundable <laughs> refundable investment tax credit for agriculture how are you feeling about uh, what is being proposed for agriculture including that item in the state budget well you know this sounds like a good thing until you realize that the only reason that it's needed is because of the uh, uh, the the overtime uh, threshold being lowered and the fact that it's going to cost farmers a lot more money uh, to pay overtime, and in the end, you know, we went through this. This was not something that was wanted, not even by the people, the workers themselves. This is absolutely something that came out of uh, radical special interests uh, <clears throat> to, uh, to to force this upon our farmers and make it more and more difficult for them to uh, to be able to to keep those family farms in New York State. So, when you look at this refundable tax credit, what they're saying is, you know, the New York State taxpayer now is going to cover this political agenda to pay overtime uh, to uh, to workers. Uh, but what's worse than that is we don't know what strings will be attached. And, and I think that's where the, the devil is in the details. I think that this refundable tax credit will come with a lot of strings attached, many of which uh, uh, will make it even more expensive for people to farm, or they may decide that they can't live with it. Uh, so at the end of the day, what does that mean? That means that they're either not going to pay overtime, they're just going to limit hours, which is what happened when they lowered the threshold to 60 hours, or they're going to get out of the business altogether, particularly our dairy farmers. We've heard this from our dairy farmers, uh, that they will not be able to stay in business, even with a refundable tax credit. So uh, this is just bad news for agriculture. And once again, uh, uh, the governor is trying to put a Band-Aid on what is a you know, gaping wound, a gash that was created by bad policy out of Albany. Mm-hmm. The Farm Bureau had said that they were hoping to see continued funding or even increased funding for the Nourish New York program, which is something that was a special interest for you. Uh, have you heard any details about where that stands in the budget? Well, you know, we have to, the, 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 this budget is a huge document, and uh, right now uh, our analysts are pouring through it, uh, and uh, we will have more uh, th- uh, this week. But I can tell you that, that there is, you know, major bipartisan support for continuing the Nourish New York program. It was great for farmers. It was great for food banks. And it was great for, you know, the, the New Yorkers and New York families that suffer from food insecurity issues. So uh, I suspect it will remain funded uh, at a high level. And, um, and it will be a program that will continue to serve people from, you know, the downstate, upstate, and, and certainly be a benefit to thousands and thousands of family farms across New York State. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you have a, a wide variety of concerns with the state budget. Was there anything in there that you were pleased to see? Well, you know, I uh, again, we, we will. I'm sure there'll be more things that, uh, as we as we continue to look in the budget, um, you know, there are certainly things in there that uh, I think are you know seem to be good at least on the surface. Um, uh, there were there were more money for um, mental health issues uh, in New York State. Um, there are many other things. You know, keeping in mind that we don't know what the, uh, you know, uh, what the whole, what the details will look like yet. But um, there's also a plan to, uh, to, to restore judicial discretion uh, by removing the provisions that require a judge to apply something referred to as the least restrictive means when it comes to decisions on bail, on, on crimes that are bail eligible. So there are a few things there. Um, of course, we don't know. The, it appears that our governor doesn't have the willingness to stand up um, to uh, to the to the majorities uh, in the Senate and the Assembly, so a lot of these things could be removed, and 
we'll see what she does. You know, she, in my opinion, needs to start, uh, you know, taking a tougher stance, standing up for what's right for, for New Yorkers uh, and pushing back against this radical agenda that is now permeating everything uh, in New York State government. In terms of uh, your own interests, are what are you hoping to get included in this budget process, uh, either statewide or specifically for the district you serve? Well, you know, uh, agriculture is certainly a big thing, so we want to continue to do things uh, that will support agriculture. Uh, the health of Chautauqua Lake is another priority for myself and some of Goodell. We've sent budget letters um, to the governor uh, and, and to continue to support that and some new initiatives. Uh, to ensure that uh, you know that we can be not just addressing the needs of of, uh, of Chautauqua Lake and other uh, lakes that are threatened uh, in our area, but be a, be a leader in in the area of solving those problems. Um, you know, we we certainly want to see investments uh, in infrastructure, uh, broadband, and and and, uh, and so forth. Uh, and ultimately, you know, we 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 want to ensure uh, that uh, you know when it comes to at least the support that's given. Uh, that that support is is directed. I, I'm, I have my concerns, um, you know, on uh, on economic development issues, uh, not just dollars, but uh, but uh, but actually policy that's coming out of Albany. So you know, uh, since so much policy is discussed in the budget process, which I disagree with, but since it it does occur, we need to make sure that those policies that are hidden in the budget uh, are beneficial uh, for the rural communities like those I represent. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you would like to share about the budget or anything else that you'd like to update us on today? Well, you know, I, I would say that uh, the, there are, there, we have, I think we have many battles ahead, ahead of us. Um, I think that, um, you know, the governor and her choice for the, um, uh, for the, the, the Court of Appeals, uh, Judge LaSalle, uh, that battle is, is, is not yet over. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm hopeful that... Uh, we're going to see some things, uh, some potential positive change here in the near future. So uh, we have uh, budget hearings coming up this week. I am on the finance committee, uh, as well as uh, serving on six committees altogether. So uh, I will be very busy in the month of February uh, in budget hearings and, and looking for opportunities uh, to support uh, a responsible budget and one that is beneficial to the, to the people that I represent. When it comes to Mr. LaSalle, are you supportive of him being appointed? You know, I think he deserves his day uh, in the full Senate. That's really my issue there. Uh, this is, it is very clear. The Constitution says that the Senate shall consider. It does not say the Senate Judiciary Committee or certain members of the Senate. It says the Senate. So uh, I think we need to adhere to the Constitution and to the process uh, of, of a nominee coming to the full Senate and not uh, dying in, in a rigged committee meeting. So, um I think I would I would say that uh, he deserves his his day in in the Senate chamber to be uh, you know, for an up and down vote and I, and I'm very supportive of that. All right, State Senator George Borello, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, Julia.